Hi, I'm Harriet, a mental health professional and educator, and this is Dawn Breaks, the podcast all about finding hope and maybe also healing after reaching rock bottom. In today's episode, I talked to Christine about her personal development journey, but there's something I just wanted to mention before we start. During the episode, Christine talks about a time when she was prescribed antidepressants, and whilst they weren't right for her, they might be really supportive for other people. Christine also talks about choosing to take them every other day rather than what she was prescribed, but I don't want you for any moment to think that we would recommend taking medication into your own hands. If you've been prescribed medication for your mental health or your health otherwise full stop, it's really imperative that you follow professionals' advice on how to use your medication, whether you can start and stop, whether you need support to do that, and follow the prescription that you've been given as well. For anyone who chooses to come off of medication, that again needs medical support, that needs the help of a professional to help you do that and see if it's possible for you. So don't at any point think that we're advocating taking your medication into your own hands because we're really really not it's really important to listen to the advice of people who have expertise in these areas even though we're the experts on our own mental health welcome to this week's episode of dawn breaks and i am delighted to welcome christine who's going to come along and chat to us today a little bit about her story so welcome hi thank you for having me oh you're so welcome it's an absolute pleasure So you know a little bit about how the podcast is structured, but I'd really like to start off with just how how you're doing today. So how are you? How are we meeting you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Busy, but yeah, good. I'm back to work, so I feel feel more busier, but more productive. I'm getting more done because I'm out of the house. Yes, right, back to school this week, isn't it? Yes, yes, back to school. Okay, well, that's nice. I think it, the change in routine as well starts to make us feel a bit more, I don't know, I, I kind of want to say a bit more human, but it is, it's like back a bit to more, normal, yeah, I don't yeah, know. back to self, yeah. like yeah. your own person outside of the house, not just you yeah. at home. Yeah, definitely, yeah. I get that. So what I like to do is start in time order. So we kind of go back to a time when things were maybe a bit trickier or particularly difficult or a time when you might have been feeling hopeless since we're talking about hope here. Is there a time that springs to mind that you'd be happy to tell us a little bit about? Yeah, so there's not a particular time. I mean, I'm still kind of going on a on a journey anyway. So I'm still kind of trying to go back and back and back to just see where some of my limited beliefs and that come from but yeah, I course. guess that when I really think about it throughout my 20s I definitely masked who I was and how I felt right so I would go out go out with my friends a bit of a party animal so to everyone probably outside I was I was good and I'd say it probably mid-20s where I don't know friends friends were already in relationships and out mm. of relationships and and I don't know if it was just as I was getting older that I started to compare myself. So right. my sister's in a, well, she's married now. She's got two children. Um, and I've got friends that's in relationships. And so I'd often be comparing myself with other people and right. why I can't find anyone. And I guess 
I don't really I didn't really know any of this until I started my journey mm. um but when I look back I didn't value myself I didn't like myself I wasn't confident I didn't love myself mm. um so I guess that's it's all that that like for like isn't it and what you attract um yeah. and I was dating people I was going on online dating but it just wasn't the right people and yeah I just didn't end up hurt um, was it hurt hurt I don't know but it used to feel like it to me and I used to cry I used to like shut myself away not want to know and oh, it's very negative on social media and even reaching out to friends which I've actually brought this up with a couple of friends that it's not the right way to approach someone that there's worse off people than you right yeah you it's never really... know how yeah. that person is and yes. I mean was people aware of mental health and well-being and mindset and mindfulness back then? I mean, it was only, what, like seven, eight, nine years ago. Mm, um, but was my friends aware of it? No, mm. probably not. And probably more so they are recently now. And they actually reach out to me when they're struggling and want, want support and help. So they've obviously seen me massively transform my life. But it's not the right way to approach someone and say there's worse off people than you. There's always going to be worse off people than you but you can't do you know what I mean that's down to that's down to you to have your own perception on that yeah then someone saying that to you because you just don't know how that other person is actually struggling and what's going on for them I think that's a really good point that you've brought up there because it's almost like it feels like and I might be wrong in this but it feels to me like quite a British phrase to say yeah there's always someone worse off than you there's always someone in a worse position and all even though that that comes from a really well-meaning place usually, it's someone trying to sort of coax you into feeling a bit better. In another way, that's sort of invalidating your pain, isn't it? It's saying, oh yeah, you know, your pain isn't that bad. There's other people yeah. who've got worse pain than you. And, and yeah. that actually, for many people, doesn't make them feel better. And even though those intentions might be a really coming from a really good place, it yeah, I agree with you. It's, it's not... Yeah often it's not the right thing to say when someone's having a really low moment and even if we don't know what to say it's sometimes better to say I don't really know what to say but I just want you to know I'm here for you yeah yeah and I think now people are more aware and they they are open to that it doesn't seem that long ago like nine years ago but Mm. maybe things things are always changing aren't they things are more kind of people aware of things people maybe have faced their own challenges now since me So even though I'm still single, I've been on a massive journey of my own to focus on myself. So that's not like, I I don't know if it's a fixed solution. Do you know what I mean? All that time that I struggled. But obviously the underlying reason was never that I was single and that I couldn't meet someone. Mm. And and, and I'm I'm happy. I'm happy on the journey that I've been. But yeah, friends probably don't realise till maybe they've come up against challenges since then. But now they're like, oh, hang on a minute. Do you know what I mean? And then they they understand. But um, I guess it was more in 2014 was was probably the last kind of person that I dated that mm-hmm. just really kind of and I just thought you know what I've had enough of this right. I've had enough of this same old same old of right. the people that I'm meeting and attracting and I actually got referred for counseling and put on antidepressants okay I started taking the antidepressants then I stopped and my work was like you can't kind of do that so I took it every other day for the two weeks I was giving them. And I was like, I don't even want to be on this. I'm not, not doing it anymore. It doesn't feel like the right solution um, for you. I went for counselling. Hmm. I didn't go for counselling, sorry. I went for the referral in the initial meeting. But I never really prioritised myself. 
Right. Um, so I was like, it's not going to work out with my shifts at work um, mm. and dismissed it. Right. So I don't know if that was the right. It sounds kind of hypocritical, really, because I was already on my journey as training as a therapist. Yeah, right. But I never prioritised myself. The, I don't know. They offered me group counselling, so I don't okay. know if it was that. Mm-hmm. Or I just wasn't ready to commit to something like that. I don't know. There's um, something I'm really not... valid in what you said yeah. there, I think. Because so much of the time, if you're offered something... People can be frustrated when you say no or feel like you don't even, you've been offered help and you're not taking it. But there's something really important in being able to say, like, I'm worthy enough to accept this help. And if you're feeling really low in your own self-esteem and how you're feeling in yourself, you almost think, well, I don't, I don't deserve that. Or I don't, you know, that's not the right fit for me. Like, it's a huge thing to be able to say, I deserve to have this kind of support and I'm worthy of having this kind of support. And if you've come from a place that, you know, doesn't encourage looking after yourself. If you come from, a, for example, if you come from a family who who everyone is looking out for everyone else and you're always sort of giving, 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 looking after other people or a background that, that may be that same thing. And I'm, of course, not talking about yours. I don't, I don't know about no, your background yeah. to talk about it's it. It's kind but of general though, isn't it? Yeah. It really and it is that thing about give give other people look after other people look after everyone else and not look after yourself or prioritize yourself because it's seen as selfish but actually it's so important like you cannot look after other people unless you've looked after yourself and I mean we know that and you know that now with the kind of therapy journey that you've had but but it's a quite a hard lesson to learn so I you know I'm not you know I don't it doesn't surprise me that it was difficult to say yes counselling yeah no definitely and so I dismissed that that was around this well I had initially that that call and that meeting um, in the summer of that year and I dismissed it my nan quite quickly got diagnosed with cancer and she actually passed away the end of August so yeah like I just I don't know I just literally had enough and then my granddad so her husband sorry got really ill um, and we're in and out of hospital and we didn't know like what what that was but I think that was from stress we know that stress kind of feeds like tension and illness yeah. and that in our body and mm. he's got a lot of health complications anyway but I think it triggered from maybe it's a contribution of his medication and stuff for his heart and that but it actually like a, a bleed on the brain oh, so we gosh. was unaware of what what caused that but I initially think that was stress from losing his his, his lovable wife yeah, you know what I mean it was it was a hard time so as the kind of the year went on, really, it just got, it just felt like it got worse and worse. And um, I never seeked out for any antidepressants or any more counselling. But I just kind of like, it, it wasn't going to fix and bring my nan back. It wasn't going to fix and help my granddad. It wasn't going to necessarily fix the type of guys that I was going to meet like there mm. and then. Mm. Um, but I realised I had to start working on myself. Um, right. It's something that we're so unaware, aren't we? We're not taught it at school. Right, it's we're not. Slightly different now, a little <laughs> bit different now. It's yeah. getting a little bit better, but... There's still a um, way to go. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So really, what started it was I focused on um, my lifestyle, so mm. what I was eating, mm. um, exercise, losing weight. I started network marketing. Okay. Um so I was using the products, but then also I got involved in the business. Mm-hmm. And I think from going to the events and just being around other people and maybe some people outside might think they're all like woo-woo or this is all crazy. Mm. Just the atmosphere that being at them events just kind of lifts you up. 
And it just led me down a path of personal development. So I started going to other right. events and mm. that was nothing to do with a company. Um, obviously, we're doing a lot more reading. And and just over the time, like, I've made connections with like yourself and other people just mm. from that journey and being meeting someone for some reason and then it leads you on to... And that's just how it's been. And I'm still on my journey. And I think you're always on your journey. Mm-hmm. Um, last year, I lost my other nan. Oh, Again, that was cancer. And she was diagnosed quite quickly and passed away. But I had better resilience. So I grieve. Mm-hmm. I, maybe I am still grieving. I don't know. The grieving process is different, isn't it, for different yeah. people. But I yeah. definitely noticed that whether I should have taken time out, I didn't feel that I needed to take time out. And my resilience is so much better than what it ever was before. Yeah. So when I lost my other nan, I took some time off of work, mm. um, which is not, it's not a crime. It's no, definitely course, not, not. It's not, not a you know, problem if you need different. to do that. Mm. And I don't know if it is my resilience that made me just keep going on. I don't know, because I was at back at work then, because this was in November, so I was back at school. Mm. Um, it's interesting you say that, actually. I wonder about whether it's different for different jobs, because I know that in the past, when I've had a really difficult time, it very much depends on the job, about whether I feel like I need time away or not. Because, it's the people that you're around. Right, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. Also the and I was unhappy work. in my job back in 2014, right. 15. Right. So I was, I took some time out of work, kind of mm. stressed and not enjoying what I was doing either. Um, so I guess that's definitely face. impacts what, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. definitely. There's something you said there that I wanted to return back to because you talked a little bit about network marketing. And yeah. if someone is listening and they don't know what network marketing is, can you give them a little bit of an explainer about briefly what it is? So it's really interesting because there's a lot of misconception around network marketing, for sure. And I think us British people um, are quite sceptical of opportunities but basically, you are part of a company, you use the products, you like the products, you share the products, and you can build your team. So that's what it's about. But it's about, obviously, there's so many different companies out there. I can't speak of any particular company. But obviously, you've got to have your passion with the products, the ethos of the business, mm-hmm. and the people that you're around, the team that you're a part of, massively impacts this. So yeah that's that's basically that in a nutshell but I think a lot of people are skeptical about opportunities but I've seen even though it didn't work out for me and it wasn't my true passion because I like helping people and obviously I'm sure we'll probably cover further what I what I do and why I do what I do and obviously I've already mentioned I was a therapist so I I was already training as a therapist during this time Mm. and but just network marketing wasn't my passion but I've seen a massive potential in it for other people yeah yeah so I love what you've said there because there's two things that I want to touch on so one is that yeah with your explanation there you find a company that they and there are lots of different network marketing companies from what yeah, I understand there's and they there's sell probably hundreds products. out there right and so yeah. then if there are products that you can get behind you can then sell the products with some kind of commission and then build a team who you also earn commission from their yeah. sales as well yeah yeah um yeah. and I think there's something yeah like you say a lot of network marketing gets a really bad rap but there is this whole other side to network marketing which I have seen as being really positive where there's a huge amount of 
focus on developing yourself and personal development and personal development tools and getting around other people who are kind of really yeah sort of high vibe and and lifting their circumstances and and have a really great energy and I think yeah that's the sort of other side of network marketing that maybe I couldn't really give it a negative negative feedback because I've seen how it's impacted people in a really amazing way where they really start to look after themselves and really start to build their confidence and their self-esteem and they're taking in all this amazing personal development material and that's that's a really good thing right so whether you carry on with your journey and continue to do network marketing or whether it takes you somewhere else which quite often it seems to when people get involved with it 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 still started that journey that's really powerful yeah and I think it's an opportunity for I wouldn't say that I have my own business I was training as a therapist but I wasn't I was still doing my so in 2014 in particular I didn't qualify as a therapist until 2015. So I think it was later 2015-16 that I actually started getting paid therapy and started to build that up over the years Mm. to now. Mm. Um, But otherwise, I didn't have my own business. So even though I always wanted to go in my own business, and often some people want their own business but haven't got a clue what to do it in, sometimes joining network marketing gives you a taster because, Mm. like, it gives you a taster for having your own business, really. Um, And what it's like to be an entrepreneur as well, you know, in terms of it's not your own business in the same sense of you, it's you out there on your own. Having a traditional business. Exactly. exactly. But on the other hand, you get all these different elements of what it's like to work for yourself and and kind of need to motivate yourself and also get the support and and praise that you need like that can be quite difficult when you go out on your own with your own business that you're not going to get the well done from a boss or someone above you because you are the person in charge but you are you might get that feedback from clients or from customers that gives you that sort of reward or boost that you know that you're doing the right thing you're on the right track but it sort of begins yeah. that possibility, I suppose, which I think is it can be a really, really good thing. Yeah, so, no, definitely. So tell us a little bit about that process from the time when you were you were describing a time when you were feeling quite low and quite hopeless, and then you moving forward a little bit, you found network marketing and that helped to begin that process of looking out for yourself, looking after yourself. Like where did that lead you after that point? And were there any things that really helped in that process? Were there any things that you did that particularly helped? So I guess with my my traditional business, like I said, it was something that I was already training towards, didn't know what it looked like, didn't know what was going to come of it. And there was actually a rocky time where I was struggling to get paid play therapy in schools because of funding, mm. um, which is obviously a massive massive topic um but yeah so because I struggled there I was like what do I do with myself do I just go and get a job somewhere like I was at kind of a loose end so I hadn't really established myself in that kind of area and was doing training to work with parents as well and it wasn't until yeah like 2016 I think I started started to get work Mm -hmm. Um, and the network marketing you can do it as a sideline I still do a little bit like here and there anyway but it's it's not kind of the main thing that I do. And mm-hmm. um, so since then, I have a business partner. So I have my kind of traditional play therapy business. And we're also creating our partnership business, working with parents and entrepreneurs and corporations as therapeutic mindfulness trainers. So I've been on a massive journey. And I mean, putting that side business, that's been part of my journey, but that's also been part of my personal growth journey as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think just going to the events, 
like when I was involved in network marketing and then discovering other events that was nothing to do with network marketing, but just amongst entrepreneurs, like-minded mm. people, there was just something about it. I actually miss going to things like that, really. And a big, big, big event that I went to, which I absolutely love, is UPW with Tony okay. Robbins. Okay, oh, okay. my God. The Tell us about is it. It's just amazing. <laughs> There's, like, thousands of people. It was at the Excel, so I don't know what's going to happen if that gets transformed back into what it used to do. And um, yeah. obviously it's a hospital at the moment. But yeah. yeah, like it's just amazing. Like just the the vibe and he's just like uh, if anyone knows Tony Robbins, like he's just I don't know, it's just his energy and he's mm-hmm. got a big voice and he's yeah. just he's a giant. He's yeah. he's got a book I think called The Giant Awaken the Giant Within or something. Yeah. yeah. But he's just he's just amazing and just kind of them people that you're around and it's just, I don't know, I, I can't explain it. Like, just go to the events and that. It's just it's just a whole different experience. Yeah, definitely. And I think right. there's something really empowering about going to events where other people are on a personal development journey too because yeah. quite often when you're doing it on your own, you can feel a bit isolated or a bit lonely or, like, no one really gets it or thinks I'm a bit odd because I'm going through yeah. all of the, You know, you're going through all these processes of learning about yourself and and for a long time self-help books were really kind of like oh you know people were a bit I don't know I don't know if I want to say judgy but a bit you know not sure about that and I certainly remember having loads of self-help books and my friends are like oh here she goes again and and I was fine with that but it can feel quite isolating at times when you feel like you're the person going on this journey and I've always been fascinated in psychology and personal development and human potential and and I absolutely geek out on that topic. But it can feel yeah. like you you are on your own until you go to events where you meet other people and you realise, oh my goodness, like these are my people. They're, they're as passionate as I am about these kind of things. And that's that's yeah. just really uplifting, I think, in, and yeah, makes you feel definitely. that, you know, that it is something that is really transformational and really important to you. And, and there are other people who get it. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. So I don't, I don't regret ever starting like network marketing that because I just think it's, it's allowed me to grow to be the person that I am today. Yeah. And it's not even the company that's impacted that really because I've continued my journey and I've taken it in my own kind of direction and I still am. I have had therapy, not last year. I think it was the year before. And maybe I feel like I need other therapy. I need, I need further therapy and that's going to be my kind of journey. And there's nothing to be ashamed of that, really. Um, Absolutely not. So, yeah, yeah I, I, I think mean, it's really important. Definitely. And, like, as therapists, I think it's really important to say you talked about your friends coming to you for advice, and I find exactly the same thing, that that I will have many friends and family members who will come to me because they know that I'm going to, A, listen, fully listen and not try and tell them what to do, and B, help them to realize what they really think themselves even if they're not ready to see it yet and there's that element but also exactly the same as you to do my training I had to have three years therapy and then I had I had even more therapy after that which I talk about in the in the first episode of the podcast that I went back to therapy when I was having a really difficult time and I will continue to do that if at any point I feel like I want some to do some more work and it's it is nothing to be ashamed of and it's been the most transformational time for me when I've been able to do that because you can do a lot of work on your own but you but there is something totally different about working with someone else who can see you from outside yourself can be a bit more objective and help you to just 
see things about yourself that you're refusing to see because we have so many unconscious beliefs that are going on and and you can't always find them on your own sometimes you need someone to say but why why does it have to be like yeah. that why does it have to be yeah, that way definitely. or you know to make you sort of really notice and yeah and, and be aware yeah I love that what you said there I think it is I think it's really important to because there is lots of different types of therapies as well and and I think it's yeah, a personal thing about what is right you know what is right for the person for me I've been I've had lots of art therapy and I've also had talking therapy as well but they are all very different and therapists themselves are different as well and I think yeah. that's another thing to keep in mind that if you go for therapy that you you want to make a connection with the therapist and it doesn't matter if you don't the first time like I remember going to I don't yeah. know if this was the same for you but I remember going to probably two therapists before I found my therapist and be and, and having a chat with them and then just not really feeling like they were I was going to connect with them and open up to them and it can be a, a bit of a tricky process for people I think yeah I think, well we know that as therapists anyway that um our clients need yeah. to build a rapport with us to kind of engage in therapy and want to come but the type of therapy that I had it wasn't deep deep therapy and it was kind of I actually knew the lady I'd done training with her before so it was and she, the only reason why she saw me was because it was like not deep deep therapy yeah. Yeah. and it was more kind of like the conscious and I was more exploring more mm. than anything so even though a few things come up about the guilt that I was holding around my nan because mm. when like this was my nan um, that passed away in 2014 mm. I was due to go on holiday and the day that my mum and dad was coming back from holiday they couldn't get a flight back earlier and so at this point my nan was in a hospice and oh. I was going every day all the time when mm. I could after work or had some time off of work um, and I had this holiday booked and I didn't know if to go or not and my family said nan would want you to go yeah. And I went, so I hadn't seen my mum for a month by the right. time until I got back off my holiday. So, and it was her mum. Yeah. I don't think it would have made any difference if it was my mum or dad's mum. But yes, it was a really, it was a really hard time. And I went, and then it was two days later that my dad called me to say that obviously my nan had passed away. Gosh, so it was yeah. like she was holding out to see my mum. Um, and so right. it was really, really hard. And I think I, I was still like bearing in mind where I said that I, I was the place mm. I was personally mm. in 2014 in particular I wasn't obviously in a good place so mm. I went on um, and felt guilty and it wasn't until I trained as a mindfulness teacher which was around the same time that I started having some sand therapy and that I started to explore this with my own kind of like mindfulness as yeah. well as that that yeah. the, the guilt that I was holding on to for the past five five years or so um, and the impacts that I was it was still kind of like and not letting go and feeling bad for it so it is it is really important and I think it it helps you and even just personal development anyway even if it's not therapy just helps you to become aware so if you're triggered by anything or if any challenges come up like I said when I lost my nan last year I had different ways of dealing with it and my resilience was better that, that you're aware, like when you have that self-awareness, it helps you to manage things a bit better. Mm, yeah, very much so. I think also you know... Self-awareness is so important. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think also you know a bit more about what you need to nurture you, if that makes sense. Like yeah. having been on that yeah. journey, you know, depending on who you are and what you need, you might need different things. Like I'm quite an introverted person. So actually I often need time out or with one or two people, not with lots of people. And if I'm having a difficult time, 
and it's it's quite interesting because it can be really really different but the more that you know yourself the more you begin to recognize what begins to help you to feel better and what begins to yeah. soothe you a bit it's that yeah self-soothing process isn't it that that like you say yeah. we don't teach it in schools I wish we taught it in schools we're getting there aren't we one yeah one, uh, yeah process at a time. and yeah and even like the work that me and my business partner does Nikki we help people with around like mindfulness and well-being but people need to be willing to do like to do the work um, and find ways that works for them so we can say well do this do that but actually people need to find ways that work for them so I think often sometimes you might work with people and they might say oh you need to have like a morning routine Mm -hmm. and I think sometimes you can get caught up in that and 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 feel like for me a massive thing that I'm working on is self-discipline and overwhelm that's my kind of things that I'm working on at the moment but I think sometimes when you're trying to like do have like a morning routine you can end up like kicking yourself when you don't have time to do that because you've woken up later or you're feeling more tired so you need that extra rest and then you don't and and it is it is true like I've I've spoke to someone before and she said do like small chunks like of mindset mindfulness like throughout the day so you're not like you've got to take a whole hour in the morning when people don't (laughs) have that time do that unless you get up at like four in the morning five in the morning which is just not ideal when you can, you can follow all these people that say, do this, do that, but it's what works for you. Absolutely. So I think that's Absolutely. also really important. I think as well, it's having a bit of compassion, like a bit of kindness for yourself, because it's yeah. really important to do the things that make you feel good. And like I do do stuff in the morning. That is when I generally yeah. do my like mindset stuff. But also if I don't manage to do it it's absolutely fine I'm not going to beat myself up about it if I need to take the day off because I'm feeling a bit like it's been a bit much I've been working really hard on on kind of self personal development then that's totally okay too or if I can only do half of it it's fine I might fit it in later and I might not and either is okay like it's about that sort of being able to be gentle with yourself that you know we're on you're either on an up you're on an upward curve aren't you you're continually yeah. sort of working on yourself and that's something to be proud of and yeah and kind definitely. of support yourself in that way like if you miss one or you miss a day then that's okay it's not it, you know it's yeah. not the end of the world but it we can be so yeah. hard on ourselves so tough on ourselves yeah definitely and, and yeah and I think like it's really important to be aware that like even someone with the most resilience has still struggled has still has struggles do you know mm-hmm. what I mean like we, we still have the same kind of journey in life where we go through bereavement but it's having it's the way that you can deal with it right. um and, and manage them emotions and them feelings really isn't it so like the, like even like the the most resilient person has struggled the past year with mm-hmm. with their current situation and Absolutely. being not able to see friends and family and do maybe like the typical things that we were doing throughout the year like yeah breaks holidays um days out going out to bars and restaurants do you know what I mean and they're all little things that I guess we take for granted sometimes and I think that it's probably I know there's been many 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 people struggling and probably everyone struggled in some shape or form but if anything it's probably made people also realize the importance of a lot in life Um, yeah and the things that really matter right the things that are really important and the things that that aren't that we worry about all the time you know people say don't sweat the small stuff but it's not really it's not until you're in a situation that is really 
difficult difficult doesn't even cover it when you're in a situation that really pushes you to your edges and maybe a bit further than where you're okay with those yeah. are the moments that you really realize what really matters to you and and what I find is that that for me having got to that point the things that really mattered are really simple like super simple yeah. and actually yeah. the rest of it doesn't really matter like no. and and then once you've had that reframe that readjustment in your way of thinking then you're you're less flustered when those things happen in the future because you just feel like yeah it's not a big deal at the end of the day my family are safe or the people I care about are safe and you know that I love them you know I've got somewhere to sleep tonight I've got food to eat you know it's really simple actually gratitude is a massive thing isn't it gratitude is another thing that I can talk about um in even just saying to yourself or writing down the things that you're grateful for. And, and I, I was given a task. It was actually when I'd done network marketing, but it was with someone that I'd done training with right. around kind of like like network marketing and, and about yourself. It was all kind of self-development stuff, yeah. really. But I had to write a list of 100 things that I was grateful for. And, and it can seem challenging and hard, but it could just be something like, um, I'm grateful for my, my five senses. And I completely appreciate not everyone can have their yeah. five senses yeah. do you know what I mean that like yeah. they don't but it, it's each to their own like I can't be grateful for the same things that someone else is grateful for and vice versa so it could just be like the just the nature absolutely just, like grateful it's been a big for, one for me lately the, I don't know do you know what I mean I, yeah there's just so many things to be grateful for that we miss so yes. often yeah and I think that starting to connect with gratitude whether you say it to yourself you think about it, you write it down. And again, what works for you is really, really important. I love that. I really love that because it's um, a really yeah. simple tool as well, isn't it? And, yeah. you know, even if you just do one, I, that's what I tend to do is I do one thing a day. I think at the end of the, the yeah. day of one thing that I'm really grateful yeah. for. And there's always yeah. something, like there's always something. And sometimes there's loads more than one and I'm going to try and decide. Yeah. And how nice to be in that position. And yet, that, yeah. you know, that's still during... a the end of but a pandemic and and I can still find yeah. something that I think actually I'm really grateful for that and it just switches your mindset doesn't it, it slightly changes your outlook so you feel a little bit uplifted because it you know, yeah, I, this... you know I don't know about you but I don't wake up really positive and happy like it's a process I you know I need certain, to do certain things to feel yeah, um, no, in an okay space but I suppose sometimes it's just about getting to neutral like you know you don't yeah. want to wake up and feel fed up you want to get somewhere neutral and then you can start to think about feeling positive and gratitude is a really really simple one isn't it just really small yeah, simple definitely. thing and can... everyone there's something that everyone's grateful for um and even knowing that times in times in difficult like people might think that like oh I can't be great I'm not there's nothing I'm grateful for this that and whatever's happened there always is something that someone can be um, grateful for during difficult times. And it can be really simple. It can be something like really yeah. grateful for this yummy food that I've made myself. Or you know some... what? Actually being so grateful for the first thing is opening your eyes in the morning. Right. right. You get to live another day. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Opening your eyes and mm-hmm. getting to kind of go through that, through that next day. Yeah, and even like when That's you're a having a really thing. difficult time, you sometimes feel as though you're not you're not sure 
what you know whether you want to be getting waking up because you're feeling really low but there are really yeah. little things that go on you know like the sun shining you know in the spring yeah. like the moment yeah. that feels oh, like we a all massive love it, thing when the sun shining <laughs> yeah, yeah. feels like a massive yeah. thing at the moment like we're coming out from hibernation and like yeah, but just really definitely. little things like enjoy the really small things i think that's something to sometimes people feel as if gratitude has to be for something massive you know i'm, I'm yeah. grateful for um yeah my mum giving birth to me or something huge or so you know but it could be it could yeah. be really small things it can be yeah, like definitely. enjoying your morning coffee or something really simple or being able to have a chat with someone that you weren't expecting to have have you know or whatever yeah. it might be it can be really yeah. simple but it does really reframe how you're feeling in yourself and and that's it you can't you can't jump from feeling really low to feeling happy and grateful and on top no, of the world definitely it's a journey, not. It's, it's a journey it? and it's a process definitely Absolutely. and it's it's not until you get to a certain point that you have things in place that when you do like I still have low days but then sometimes I can like I can come back quicker yeah. than maybe what I could before yes. and that's what it's about it's about yeah. starting that to muscle. kind of connect with yourself mm-hmm. yeah work on yourself work on self-development personal development and it gets Be, easier, being on a journey mm-hmm. yeah yeah mm-hmm. definitely completely agree with that it yeah. does get easier I find it much much easier nowadays to just switch into a better feeling place than I than I did say 10 years ago massively and yeah, I, yeah it's a, it is a muscle you develop it and you get better at it and it's easier yeah. and those synapses you know in your yeah. brain they get stronger the connections get stronger and so it does yeah. become easier but it can be it can be tricky and it's it's really okay when it is tricky. It's just about finding things that, that sort of help you to, to feel a bit better. Definitely. Was there anything else? Because I know you've covered loads there, actually. But was there anything else <laughs> that like was sticks out to you as something that has been really supportive during the time whenever you felt a bit low and you needed to sort of pick me up? Um, Not really. I think just being like on my kind of like the journey that I'm on in um, connecting with my breath. Mm-hmm. gratitude things mm-hmm. like that so i think with our breath that we breathe I, I remember reading something in a book um that we actually breathe <laughs> yeah. twenty two thousand times a day wow. um but actually how many of them breaths are you aware of and i think that's like Whoa. that's so powerful <laughs> yeah. because you, it's true and i often feel if i'm feeling tense i really just kind of take time to connect with my breath um, and just so it powerful. just helps me kind of like ground myself so yeah, that's also another that. good tip. Mm, I really love that because it's really simple as well. Like I know when I'm nervous or a bit anxious or a bit stressed out, my breaths get really short and it's almost like I'm just breathing yeah. in my mouth rather than going into my yeah. lungs. And that yeah. it can, you know, it really does make a massive difference, doesn't it? Whether you're getting oxygen Definitely. into your body fully or yeah. not. Yeah, really, really powerful. Yeah amazing thank you i there's been yeah. absolutely loads i feel like we've moved across like quite a huge chunk of time and and lots of different processes that have supported you so tell us i know you've touched on it already but tell us a bit more about what what it is that you do now and how this has kind of gone from this journey to where you're where you are now and, and what you do now so i'm still a therapist i'm still playing creative art therapist in a school um, or in a couple of schools. And then, like I mentioned before, I have my business partner, Nikki, and we are therapeutic mindfulness trainers. So we work with corporations. So we're going out there to deliver wellbeing programs in corporate, like in corporate businesses Amazing. and organizations. Mm. And then also working with entrepreneurs 
Um, but also within that, covering like parenting mm-hmm. and connections, just connections in relationships, really, because it's it's so important in anything. So in, in the work that we cover, it's around like even in the corporations and like, organisations and businesses, like the connections and the relationships that you have with your clients, your colleagues, your managers, and then also like your relationships and connections that you have with friends, family, your children, yeah, your partners. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It's amazing how they all impact each other. You do, Sorry, we'll come back to what you're saying, but that just made me think about how that knock-on effect of working on your relationship with yourself impacts all of the relationships that you have with your family with people at work like and and like you say it's all connected isn't it like a massive web of connections of all the people that you have around you that you have more impact on than you know I think that ripple effect is is a real thing and and working on those connections can be really transformational because I think as well like talking about kind of self-awareness and working on yourself is is so so important and if you think about like if there was like a particular company and a team of managers started working on themselves, imagine mm-hmm. how that would be like impact them. They'd come into work and then the way they approach their employees would be completely different. And first the first there, isn't it? Like your employees, the way you approach people, the way you can handle things. That's why we really want to promote it in, in workplaces because I think it's not there enough. I think it's getting a bit better, but I don't think it's there enough. And obviously mental health is so so high higher than weight ever was but it, yeah. it was still high anyway and I mm-hmm. think um, as the years go on people are more and more aware of well-being and mental Absolutely. health and and the and importance good. Good, of I think, looking you know. after ourselves and others so yeah no I think it's it's really important and trying I think what you said there about how imagine if a whole group of managers sort of began to sort of do a specific work on themselves in terms of personal development it has the power to really transform an entire company doesn't it and that's yeah huge yeah, the amount of it has that ripple effect doesn't it absolutely so it's the same with your relationship and the way you are with yourself that then that's what your children mirror mm-hmm. so then it's also important for so yeah it always has that ripple effect no matter where it is if it's in a workplace or if it's at home yeah yeah, I love that. It's it the ripple effect is is a big and real thing yeah. and and yeah, yeah, yeah really important. So, yeah. how can people connect with you if they want to connect up and carry on the conversation? What's the best way for people to get in touch? So, we've got our Mindset Wellbeing Hub group that anyone and everyone's welcome to join and obviously connect with me on Facebook. It'll be great to connect. Um, I love making new connections. So, yeah, definitely connect with me on Facebook and drop me a message. And if obviously I can help in any way from like, if you resonate to my story, whether you've already been there and you've been on your journey or whether you're feeling a little bit kind of stuck and you need some help or advice, yeah, just drop me a message. Amazing. Love that. And we'll, as oh, yeah, always, we we'll put you. all of the details for contacting you on the show notes so people can get in touch and reach out if they want to. But thank you so much. I feel like you've shared a huge amount and it feels really like it's been a lovely process to listen to in terms of what it can give other people as well. To know that, you know, we're all on a journey and it's really okay to have wobbles. It's really okay to have downtimes and we don't have to get it right all the time. The journey always carries on. It's still continuing for you. The journey is still continuing for me. And that's really, really a good thing. You know, that's that's. But there is hope. There really, really is hope. And you can really transform and shift anything that you need to you you can 
definitely yeah, absolutely and so, you know yeah. whether that's on your own or with somebody else yeah either way it's totally possible it's just about engaging yourself in the process hey yeah and often people feel like that there isn't the sort the support out there and they haven't got anyone to reach out but please feel free that like to reach out to me I'm happy to help in any way that I can and actually like there are people out there that's generally out there to help and I think sometimes it's just it's getting out there for people to see and know isn't it really yeah Um, and connecting up with you know meeting someone who can then connect you up with the right people and that's definitely what it's about definitely Thank you so much, Christine. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I'm very grateful for being able to come on here and share my story. Thank thank you. you. Remember, you can find all the information that goes with today's episode by clicking the link, which is with each podcast episode on its own platform. Otherwise, you can find us at dawnbreaks.co.uk. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Take care and you'll hear from me soon.